Hello, everyone. Hey, welcome back to Clear the Haze, guys. Yes, yes. Episode 31 coming at you. Season 3, episode 31. One of the best episodes you're going to hear of any other podcast That's out there. That's absolutely correct, because tonight we're getting into some real topics and we're going to get a little personal. We're always like that, though. Yeah, you know, we Let's are. just clear the haze. That's just our vibe. We, we like are. to stay personal and we like to get serious. It's because we care and we want you guys to be as healthy and successful as we want to be so with that being said i like that i like that we got some awesome guests today we got we got an awesome guest today um he's he's been he's he's been on the show three times now this is his fourth appearance um honestly every single time we always get into these really awesome conversations and it's always about like acting and the perspective that you really need to become like a successful actor but also just like the mindset that it takes to you know grow and have a successful life right you know which is something most people are not really thinking about because you're so career oriented you forget about your own life right you know life orientation is still needed you know and this guy's going to bring it to you today we're going to be talking about mental health in hollywood a heavy topic it's not something that is light i i'm i'm already like as I'm talking right now, I know some of the stuff we're going to be saying is, is going to be crazy and maybe an unheard of ever to me, maybe to Chris, maybe to Willie. Um, and it's just and it's it's going to be one of the most amazing experiences of my life because it's happening right now. So help me welcome Chris Giovanni back to the Yay, show. Everyone. Chris Thank you Giovanni, guys. what's going on? Chris, it's welcome always back. great being on with you guys. You know, we always tackle some good stuff. And yes, today we do. will be no different. Yeah, it won't. So. So you want to tackle mental health in Hollywood. Where do you want to start? Okay. So when this was about maybe a week or so ago, um, two things happened. Um, One girl had reached out to me because I usually write motivational stuff in my story. Uh And something had really stuck out to her. And she basically said, you know, I it's going to be very blunt. She was like, I don't really see worth in living. Mm, and wow. that was hard because it's like wow. when you see that, you know, you always feel as a human, you have to take action on it. Right. And so yeah. um, that stood out to me. And then, of course, with Mental Health Awareness Week being last week, yeah. um, you know, we got a lot of different things that came out. And I was just seeing like certain celebrities starting to talk about it, like, you know, Jada Pinkett talking about being suicidal and, you know, Jennifer Lewis talking about being bipolar. So I was like, you know, there's no young person that's really out there just speaking on it. So that's why I said I called Luigi. I said, we got to do this. We got to just get on here and just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. So That's fantastic. Well, right. I love the fact that you took the initiative that, you know, I, I feel like that's a big part of it. The fact that you just went out of your way and were, was like, let me reach out to Luigi. Let me let me talk to him and and let's set this up, because part part of part of mental health is bringing the awareness to it. And I feel like you're doing that right now. And, that, and I'm very glad like that. I'm just I'm happy that that I'm able to just talk about this freely, you know, because I feel like sometimes people they, they feel scared or they might feel like pressured into speaking about their own life in a way that isn't true. Right. Because yeah. sometimes there's people around them and there's circumstances around them that is honestly just going to it feels like you got walls around you, even though it's just people. And you're like, I can't talk about who I am right now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't be true. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you're an adult and you grow and you just accept who you are and you just love who you are. Easy day. Absolutely. Easy, easy conversation, you know, so that's and just that's, my thoughts. Yeah. And that's, that's when just you my have a, a healthy outlook on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know? No. Exactly. That's a healthy. But we're here to yeah. help those people who are struggling a little bit, who can't, don't quite have that same self confidence and self worth that you find within yourself. Which it's a shame because everyone's valuable. Everyone yeah, has everyone something to bring to the table, whether have, you know it or not. That's something totally different. Yeah, and you have a. a I've always said I've known you for a bit. You've always had a, a tremendous outlook on life, and that's a I like to say is a blessing because yeah. a lot of people. You know, we think that, but there are times where even the smallest thing might take us off from mm. staying on track with the vision. And, you know, especially with being in the entertainment industry, this is one of the most fluid industries to work yeah. for. So, right. and you don't, and it's not regulated like HR, like in different professions, like you have certain things that you can say. Like, you know, I've been cussed out, I've been. You know, told no. I've had my clients, you know, ridiculed, and that all plays a fact in, um, you know, being mentally aware and mental health. And so, this conversation, I definitely want it to be as raw as possible, so that anyone listening who might be thinking about being suicidal or might be thinking like, "Oh, this isn't working. Let me go home," they'll second guess that. Absolutely. L- let me share a story with you. There was this encounter. This is the event that um, I went to this church called Cornerstone in San Antonio. And once uh, every four years, they have a thing called an encounter. Or maybe they have it every year, but maybe they just hadn't had it in a while. I don't remember. But we ended up going because my mom was like, go. She made me and my cousin go. And while we were there, we realized something that I feel like a lot of people don't realize. Like I, or maybe it's just we we were in a completely different situation, which I also think because mm-hmm. I've been very blessed, right? My life has been very blessed, and I thank God for that every day, right? right? But when we were there, we experienced like uh, we had to sit down with a certain group of people that we didn't know and just talk, and like they asked us these very like they were like, "Have you guys ever thought about killing yourself?" Like, and it was just open open questions, right? And people would step up and say, like, yeah, I've I've thought about just, like, hanging myself in my bedroom while my parents are home. And I'm just like, I was sitting there like, I have never thought that. Right. I have never thought that. Right. What? Nothing would compel me to go that far. Yeah, nothing. I feel like there's a lot of steps that we can tackle prior to getting to that point. Exactly. And, and And that's the problem. It's like everything in between those two decisions, like okay i've decided to kill myself and now i'm actually gonna do it like everything in between that is pretty much just like neglected or people are just like it's too complicated to talk about because it's a long process like what exactly is it and then now on top of it because america goes crazy you know and we like to step things up we decided to add guns to it and now people who are already losing their minds or are realizing i feel trapped in this world that we've created Oh, there's this weapon that I have access to because either your parents have it for their safety of their family. And that's the part. Ironically, people, that's the part people neglect to talk about. Or if they do talk about it, they get up upset because it's like, oh, why did you have a weapon? Oh, because I was trying to protect myself and my family mm-hmm. from crazy people. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was the one that had the crazy one all along. Right. 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 And How, I mean, there you, you can't get upset at the the method of. I guess I guess I guess I guess what I'm trying to get at is what in reality are signs that you could point to that'll say, hey, this person, you know, this is a red flag. Maybe we should take them to a, a, you know, a psychologist or we should go and talk to a therapist or something. You know, I get what you're saying. I want to take a step back because take a um, step back. 
you know, <laughs> for that person to feel like they want to kill themselves, it's not like it, it, it's mental illness is yeah. what it is. And I'm going to speak to it because I, I deal with it. Um, I've never been suicidal, but your mind races when certain negative things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone that has their mental capacity and everything together, they have the ability to say, okay, well, let me take a step back and think about this. When you have mental illness, there's no gray period. It's like you're either feeling it intensely and you don't know what to do. Your mind's racing. And to some people who have reached that level, the only thing that they might know that would stop it is in their mind is to kill themselves. It's not right. Yeah. But it takes time and condition and therapy. And think about it. A lot of people can't afford therapy. A lot of people can't afford to get on medication. They don't have health insurance. And so if they don't have even just the basics of just having someone to talk to, a lot of people don't have that. So... Yeah, it, it might on the outside it might look extreme, but once you start to outweigh and look at okay, for me as a person, like for you, Luigi, you know that if something was to go wrong, you still have your family, you have Willie to talk to. Some yeah. people might not have anyone or feel comfortable enough to do so. Yeah, and I think about those people all the time. You know, I think about those people every single day because it's it's you can no longer just think about yourself yeah. ever ever. I wrote I wrote somewhere. Um, think of everyone and i got so many responses back they were like what no like but what are you thinking and i was like really think of every like how do how is that not just like a commonality you know i feel like it is amongst the people i hang out with like you guys i feel like you guys would be down like you guys understand that yeah mm-hmm. but if you just say that in a general discussion even on the internet especially on the internet like i feel like on the internet people change and they're just like st- stupid you know like they just want to mm-hmm. cause like they either want to fight or they want to just like cause beef for no reason. You're just like, I was just trying to talk like a normal person, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, that that platform was never really designed to be the main and primary source of communication between people. This tone gets lost, intent gets lost, all kinds of things get lost when you're just typing out words for someone to read and translate however they may, because that's how it is. So, I mean, uh, really the point is like, everyone needs to just kind of come together and be a little more compassionate and understanding of others and the position that they may be in instead of being quick to judge and be like, Oh, I wouldn't do that. Or why are you doing that? And you have to understand that. And social media is a a form of entertainment. So it's like, you know, unfortunately we live in a society now where, you know, value and wealth is measured by what we see on Instagram. Yeah. um, I know a lot of people who are, you know, uh, for lack of better words, popping on Instagram and deal with, you know, not having uh, financial security, having, you know, mental illness, not knowing how to deal with things. You know, it's it's very much a real topic. Today. Yeah. Well, this is a, an easy life hack I can throw out there for anybody who's just like, I have no money. Um, the next time something goes viral. <laughs> The next time something, you know, just launches and everybody's like, I got you got to watch this video. And it's really, really viral, like crazy viral. You know, just be the first person to put it on a T-shirt and start selling T-shirts because people will make so much money that way. Kylie Jenner just sent out a tweet with the rise and shine. Right. Because she's like, yo, let me capitalize on this. 
people keep talking about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make money off of it, and that's why she makes money. That's why she's Kylie Jenner is also a Kardashian, Kardashian so yeah. she I, can put out a smiley face oh, on a I, t-shirt anything, and right? period. But it's still like the intent is still there. She yeah. still she still knows how to run that business. Like, and she's got this is the team, man. It's because she's got she got the money. Once you have the money, you can buy the team. You can got you can get the studio. You can bet you can get everything, right. and it's just easy living after that. Like it's most just of the time, repeat the process. Not thinking this, she's just like, mm, I have this idea. She was and not thinking. She was like, not yeah, thinking the I'll whole world. For you. She was not thinking the whole world is about to just jump on me singing to my child right now and like think it's a phenomenon. Like, come on. Like, people come are on. enthralled by her life, though. And oh, she knows of course. That. Yeah. Of course. So it's like every little piece of intimacy that I can give you is just a little bit more that people are going to crave and hang on. But it's just the same thing as if you were just like injecting yourself with heroin. Like, have you ever just been an addiction. On... You're just addicted to Kylie Jenner. And it goes back to the mental illness. You've been on you Tinder. Know? No, of course I've no. been on Tinder. Oh, so when you're in L.A., when you're swiping on Tinder... Every third girl looks exactly like Kylie Jenner. Every uh, third, like, every third influence. girl is a bot. Every third girl, every, fir- every all all girls on Tinder are bots now. <laughs> okay, it's true. I mean, now I'm gonna ask you something since you brought up Tinder. Yeah, so you're on Tinder, right? Sure. Okay. So, um, how does how does your mind work when you're going through Tinder and say if you swipe, what is it swipe left, swipe right? I don't use it. Yeah. So if you like when you guys yeah. both, you guys both like each other, you guys you match, and you have you match. rematch, you uh-huh. have that message with them, yes. and they ghost. What does that do for you? I just get confused because why did we match if you're? Not intending yeah. on having any sort <laughs> Momentary of Momentary confusion. Me. But what is it what does it do to you, feeling wise? I mean, of course it makes anyone confused for one, because you don't know why it happened and it's upsetting because what the hell, man, I'm awesome and you just bounced like that and you didn't let me know why or even say that you were gonna do that to begin with. Okay. And you're just wasting a lot of time. Yeah. Three. What do for you me. do after you get over it? You have to. Because have to. It's unhealthy not to. I mean, have you ever seen the show You on Netflix? That's funny that you, yeah, I've seen it. But yeah. before you skip that, you said it's unhealthy, right? Right. That's mental illness. Where if you as a person, you can swipe, you know, you match, you talk, and they just ghost or you ghost. Right. Your mind says, okay, get over it. Go right. on to move to the right. next one. For someone that has some kind of mental uh, illness or something that they're dealing with. Right. What's going on in their mind is, oh, that person doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it's something I said. Yeah. Or maybe it's something wrong with me. Or maybe they Googled and they saw something I said that was inappropriate. Yeah. And they come up with different ideas. And that's where it gets back into that cycle of no one likes me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going to kill myself, you yeah. know? And it's easy for you guys because you guys don't deal with it. You know, I mean, you have certain elements of it, like where you have a bad day, which are easy. You're able to shake that off. There are people that have very advanced mental illness to where that that little thing can really take them over the edge. Of course. I mean, have you ever seen Joker? Yeah, I've seen Joker. Yeah. So he the the way that 
he just kind of snapped at. I don't want to ruin it for. I mean, yeah, it's been like a it's, long time now. It's a story, yeah, but you don't give the elements yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that that just in the train, and then all of a sudden, that one little moment of those people just picking on him one last time. Yes, that snap. just sent them over the edge. Yeah. Everyone has a limit, I, yeah. I believe. Like if you had to deal with the same bull crap every day, you would be counting down the days until you just lose it and i feel like that's an accurate representation because a lot of people are ticking time bombs so it's like the dad from incredibles when he like smashes up his office and like beats up his boss yeah yeah he was like i'm done with this shit yeah exactly mm-hmm. and i mean even today I, I saw a video of this this kid being disarmed he was a, he was a school or a potential school shooter i don't know if he shot anyone or not but he walked in the school with the an assault rifle and he was ready to do some damage and then this this coach came out of nowhere this black guy he just started talking him down and he just gave him a hug and that's all he needed was just some love and he put the gun right down and it was just like holding the guy for dear life because all he needed was some love yeah bro like talk about gorilla fucking like attacks in africa right now like if all those kids who just got guns i'm sure if you can went up to them and you just were like talked them down you could do it. Yeah, they don't want to be they shooting don't be there. people. They don't know what's going on. They just know this is the life that pays. Yeah. This is well, th- this is surviving. Like, right. for them, it's just this is surviving. Right, because you know? if you don't do that, what are you going to do? Be, and then you be die. executed? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then you just so, die, you know? Yeah. So it's like, that's... And that's a, yeah. lot, that's a lot of the catalyst, I believe, for people's mental health is the circumstance. Circumstance yeah. dictates. Circumstance is definitely one. Um, Not to say affluent people don't suffer because they're they're da- more dangerous because they're crazy with money. You know uh, yeah, what I'm yeah. Well, well, also, well, with wealthy people, the 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 risk you run is losing your money, losing all your money at once, and yeah. then you're broke, and then now you're like you don't know how to handle being broke again. Mm. You know, so that's a mental snap. That's that triggering. Is, yeah. That just like causes you to lose your shit. Yeah. You know, but that's like I'm I don't have to worry about that. I'm broke all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, okay. I'm just kidding. I'll, but, take know. a step back. No, you I, know, know. I know. I get what you're saying, but mental health has nothing to do with finances at all. You know, there, no, there no, are no. some wealthy people that have issues and there are people yeah, who are right. middle class and stuff. Right. Um, it's really a thing of not just what you're going through currently, but childhood trauma not figured out, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, we grow up and there's certain people who have great two person households, you know, and they, right. you know, they might have little things happen here and there. And there are people who grow up completely who have experienced things that they have brought into their child. I mean, their adulthood that they haven't worked out. Right. So, you know, I like just, and the reason why I'm so passionate about this subject, like I told you, is, yeah. is I deal with mental illness. So yeah. there's mm-hmm. been days where I've woken up and I'm like, okay, I have six people that I know I'm on good terms with. And there's been days where I feel like I smallest thing can happen. And I'm like, I don't feel like anyone likes me in this world. Really? And right. it's, it's, it has nothing to do with money. No, 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 no. Yeah, it, it's, it's true. Yeah. It has nothing to do with money. You know, I could, yeah, I, I've done so you know, I've done so many projects of a successful business. Mm-hmm. And that all has nothing to do with my mental capacity. It's just being able to deal with it on my own, go to therapy. Yeah. Right. And, keep telling myself like you're on a good track like you're doing it you know right. keep people around you that keep you encouraged yeah. so in spite of your success what 
is it that triggers you to have those thoughts and emotions? Um, what triggers me with certain thoughts is, of course, having the personality disorder that I have mm-hmm. um, and going through things that I hadn't figured out in my childhood. And specifically, what, what disorder is that? Um, borderline personality disorder. Okay. So I deal with that um, pretty much on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, really? And could you describe what that is by, I guess, definition standard? So basically what it is is say if – I'll give a good example. Mm-hmm. So say if I hang out with someone. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we have the smallest disagreement. Let's just say it's about where to eat, mm-hmm. you know, I know I, I, I'm not going to say a normal person, but someone that does not deal with that. Right. They might say, OK, we just don't agree on what to eat. You know, we have different tastes, whatever. Right. For someone like me, that idea might go from, OK, so we don't agree on what to eat. Yeah. Is it because he just doesn't like me? Mm. Is he trying to get out of it? Does he want to go home? Right, right. And instead of me, you know, like I said, the gray area. Yeah. It's either all bad or all good for me. Right, right. And it's an all bad thought. So I'll start to sabotage. I'll start to say, okay, so, you know, do you just want to go home? Da, 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 da. You know, just like that. Right. And yeah. it gets persistent. And yeah. so my personality will shift from being really joyful to, right. okay, it's time to go home. This is getting too much. You right, know? right. I, I, I'd rather isolate myself, you know? Right. And so. It doesn't mean, like I said, like even with mental illness, it doesn't mean that we're bad people or it doesn't mean that we're, you know, violent. Right. It just means that there's certain steps that we need to take. Like for me, I have to do therapy. Like yes. I have to do cognitive therapy to learn how to handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with work, like I've, I'm so proud of, my, you know, proud of myself as a person. I've been able to work past dealing with that. Yeah. So, even like if certain things don't happen at work right like i've learned to talk to my therapist or yeah. i've learned to think things out before impulsively reacting to it so um, you're yeah. you're a proponent for therapy for sure oh absolutely therapy i think therapy saved my life you know because if i didn't have someone to talk to that's not biased right. you know i love my best friends and stuff but i need someone that doesn't know me right. to hear my story and we're tell not, me how to handle it right we're not, right. Biased. So. we're not biased at all and we know you you know yeah. i yeah. i feel like we i feel like you're so cool with us i saw yo i saw him at target randomly one yeah. day oh yeah i remember <laughs> that he was on the phone i was like yo i thought about that the other day i was like yo chris giovanni how's he doing and then he hits me up and he's like Let's do this, mental. <laughs> two points, two points. Um, Manifestation striking. Two, two, two points real quick. Um, I see, I believe that suicide is, you, you couldn't beat the mental illness, right? It's like you completely gave up, right? Obviously. But anyway. at the same time, I, I understand that you, you bring up the childhood, right? And I see that. I, I've dealt with a lot of childhood ju- trauma. I feel like everyone has dealt with t- childhood trauma and, and on some level. Right? Oh, my God. Like, I e- of course. Look, right? I have right? so many well, get, stories. Get, 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 yeah, I, I'm sure we all yeah. got so many stories, right? But the thing is, it's like once you get to the point where you forgive your parents, you forgive yourself, you forgive everything, and you just accept, right? It's it changes, right? Everything mm-hmm. begins to change because it's like, You've done the forgiving. Now you can accept the reality, right? Yeah. But with mental illness, it's you can't. 
I don't even think you you've even thought of forgiving. And when you do, it's almost like I don't want to open this up again because then yeah. I, now I'm thinking about it again, and it's all negative in your mind. So this right. whole time, while we've been having this conversation, your mind has been just negative the whole time. Right. This whole conversation in your eyes is negative, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like no, nah, this is this is what's trying to help you get out of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's just like, but that I see what you're saying. It's their own mind is playing a game on them, and they don't realize that they can just stop at any moment and just be like wait i can take control you know i this is what i want to do i want to do this and this is what's going to happen but people are afraid to do like it's it, i don't want to say they're afraid sometimes it's literally that they can't just hesitate. they're just in, like it, it's impeding them like it's just like i'm i'm smiling like i've heard people tell me they're like i won't even try to go talk to someone or like like when with networking they're like how do you just go and talk to people i'm like yeah. it's just, just walk up blah blah blah. and they're like I, I get so much anxiety from just walking up to that person that it's like i i just sit there and watch them walk away and that comes down to that point that like, i was wow. making earlier with people not being able to communicate in person and relying heavily on the internet where you can just hide and be a recluse and still get your anonymous opinion out and be as rude and crude and nasty yeah. as you want or say something great and still not get the credit that you might deserve because you're afraid of that anxiety that you're having from just going up and speaking to someone. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie as open as I am. I don't have a problem talking to anyone, but I do get like a tiny bit of anxiety when someone new comes up. Cause there's a lot of thoughts that cross your mind. Like why are you talking to me for one? And, you know, things like that. But beyond that, just like the nervousness of it all is a lot to handle. I get nervous still. Like, you know, there's certain, you know, with my profession, you know, my job is to meet new people, meet new talent daily. And there's certain days like it can be overwhelming for me. Like I'll get up and I'll look at like DMs and emails. I'm like, damn, I'm like, all these people are coming at me for this. But, um, in, in regards to what you're saying, you know about well, well, give me one second. I want to I want to make a second point. Yeah, right? I, I only made the first point. Okay. My second point is this: you right are telling us that you when people kind of start giving you a sign like they maybe aren't interested in what's happening or maybe they're just like dazed in their own world, you get turned off from them, right? So you just immediately want to be like, get out, all right, just leave, right? I understand that because sometimes it happens. Right. I, I get the, that the vibe can easily be changed between and I don't like using the word vibe because it's just like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that that is more common. Like, I think what you're you, um, the you said borderline personnel. I've heard that that's very common and very, very common, like uh, more than more common than I think people think of. Yeah. I think there's maybe one in 15 people or like one in 10. Like, it's crazy yeah. close, you know, so it's like that. I'm very I'm, I'm very sorry that you that you suffer from that, you know, and that that's in my eyes is like one of the things that the, like okay think about this right from mm-hmm. an acting perspective that situation right that you feel this thing what if what if acting teachers are telling you use that in your acting hone that emotion that you're feeling in that moment and put it in your acting right do you th- I, I feel like that fucks with your mind in some way right like i feel like that's part of it could be part of a problem right there you know because it's you're literally just telling them like hold on to that pain that you have so you can use it for your craft right so i was trying to get your thoughts on that because i want to see what your opinion is on that because i just started thinking about it as we started talking about this yeah you know um well i 
I can see from the outside where you would see like, okay, that's a problem because you're mentioning something that's very, it's not talked about. So that's why it's, it would seem difficult in that manner. To me, if I was an actor and I was dealing with any of the mental illnesses, borderline, bipolar, anxiety, and my acting coach told me to use that, I would channel it as a form of therapy to help me get over because it's not going to go anywhere you know it's something that most people are afraid to speak of but it's there you know the yeah. signs are there when you start to hang out with someone closer and you start to see certain behaviors you know you'll notice that person is something off do you and think like, do you think you can change though do you think you can change yourself enough to like like if you like if you mentally like meditated enough and was like i don't want to be this way anymore ever again like i i choose to go against this or have you just accepted or like or have you just accepted? like i'm just saying have you thought about the fact that that's not something that you can just be like i i have to be this way like you you have the mental capability to be like i no longer want to be this way i'm choosing right now i don't want to be this way i don't want to i don't want to react this way you know like you can change your mind like you literally can you have that power (laughs) absolutely but like i said it's coming from a standpoint of someone that doesn't deal with it you know if i could honestly say you know what mental illness let me just get away you know let me put it to the side i would do that no that's not what i'm saying i would say i'm not saying put it to the side dollars from being in therapy but that's the mindset is you know, you can't control Like, I could do my best by doing therapy. And I'm one of the, the lucky ones that have this. Because once I do therapy and I speak about the issue that I'm having, it could be something as small as, like, I had a disagreement with a friend. I have the ability to call or go to therapy and talk about that. And my mind is fine after it. Yeah. It's when if I don't go to therapy and I let that small thing kind of eat at me, then it explodes and it gets bigger and it gets bigger. And then I'm telling that person, I was like, I don't want to hang out with you. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. Um, it's not like I said, I, it's not anything that anyone, because there's worst case than mine's. There's not anything that they can change, you know, personally about it besides going to therapy or maybe getting on medication. Yeah. But I, I'm sure anyone that has mental illness would want to be like, look, I want to change my mind right now. I agree. Unless yeah. they just aren't aware that that is what they're dealing with. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah, don't get checked up. Like it took me having to go through something very. You know, I went through a very traumatic experience with someone that I was close with. Yes. For me to say, okay, I need to get help. There was right. something that just isn't right. And even through going through therapy, and I'm, you know, it's something that I say it should be a strong commitment, even right. in any profession that you do. Um, it allowed me to see where that triggered from. Like, mm-hmm. I'll share a very personal example. Um, anyone that knows me, like, I'll share anything that I have. Food, right. clothing, anything. But when it comes to certain people that um, I don't trust, I will be kind of standoffish about having them around my surroundings. Or, like, if they come to my house or I spend time with them, um, I will put stuff in my trunk. Or I really hide stuff. Wow. Damn. And I never understood why I would be like that. Like, okay. you know, it yeah. takes me a while to get close to someone. Yeah. Right. And with the therapy, what it taught me is when I was younger, um, someone had stayed with us from when I was like super young. And I used to have tons of video games. I used to have tons of just memorabilia. I used to be a WWF fan. Right, so I used to right. watch all that. So I had all the tapes and stuff. And so you know, about, you know, a month in, I started to realize that my stuff was starting to go missing. Wow. wow. And 
you know, I'm a kid, so <laughs> yeah, I know you're the like the person what? that was taking care of me. You know, I would tell them like my stuff is missing, like this is starting to happen. You know, the first few I was like, okay, maybe I'm just placing around the house somewhere. Yeah, but then it turned into five things, then it turned into fifteen CDs. It turned what? into me wow. only having like big three, chunks of things. Big chunks of things. <laughs> my bed was gone one day. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty much it. Like it was like a bunch of like personal stuff heck? being taken wow. from me. That's crazy. Wow. And that tra- I didn't realize how that translated into my adulthood. Of why I'm like, okay, let me hide my stuff. Right. Certain people, come. people be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I never think about people stealing. I just never think about it, and that's like I, I think that's bizarre to me. No, because I, I really should. I really it, should. Uh, it it's just comes privilege. down to like <laughs> you having property that you care that people are taking from you. Because I get it. Like when that's. When you're a kid, you're they're taking like your CDs, your toys, like what, like my games, what, like this is for one, it's valuable, and two, it's mine. I mean, yeah. You just jacking me like that? Yeah, it was and, just plain to say. And then you had no sense of security. I had no sense of security because it's like you look to your guardians as someone to be right. able to look after you. Yeah, and that I, I to the blessing of that to me is it made me extremely independent. Like I don't feel like I have to call anyone for anything. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna do it on my own, you know? And but that's the only downside. It's like now I feel like like my belongings I have to keep it to me. Right. Know? And that's just yeah. it all stems from just, you know, childhood trauma and dealing yeah. with it. Yeah. But not using it as an excuse. No, I mean that's understandable because hey, I threw a, I threw parties in college and people legit came and stole things from yeah my my like entertainment area so i started locking up all my stuff and whenever i did that no one was allowed in certain parts yeah i understand you just have to protect what's yours because people do steal unfortunately yeah. people just don't care they're just like i want it i see it as mine so absolutely yeah. you know i get it finders keepers but not my stuff so you gotta put some stuff away yeah, you know. Well, when you're a child, you know you don't have your, your yeah. Face. It was just like oh, and there's no capacity to replace it. No, it's I like, didn't have like the money to go say okay, let me go replace replace these video games. Yeah. It was just like they're gone, you right? Know? And yeah. even the guardian that, that was taking care of me took turned a blind eye to it. Wow. So, Wait, so like, did you? Did so you was ever it find a network? Yeah, what happened? Yeah. What it was. Uh, it was actually a family member. I will say that. Oh wow. So, wow. Um, that is kind of what stems yeah. to why I'm like now, like okay, like I need to spend some time with you a few times yeah. before we can hang out. So. Wow, that makes that's sense. wild. See, that's the crazy thing. It's like, yeah, everyone has their own certain everyone, and different what's your, situation. What's your, uh, you know, sort of affliction from your childhood that manifests itself manifests itself in your adulthood? Um. I guess I wanted to be involved in a lot of, you know, creative companies, and I am. No, man. I mean, like... <laughs> See, no, but that's the good, because he but had... I, I'm, a, a, I'm a positive person, he's man. He's had a like, good childhood. I, 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 had right. a, I had a great childhood, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I understand that. That's why I do Raise a Sunlight, because yeah. Raise a Sunlight is all about mental health with teens, right? Right, right. So it's like, right now we're uh, preparing for our... Sp- our uh, spring conference, which is going to be nice, which yeah. is going to be crazy. So many things that are. Well, we're I want planning. you to talk about something. Then. So yeah. you, I know, not going into you know specific cases. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. You know, as someone that had you know a, a pretty positive childhood, yeah. What do you use to inflict that onto the kids or whoever's involved that may have not? Um, I usually just talk to people about it. Um, I 
for me, it's always been trying, like, I always just talk to people about looking on the bright side of the life, you know, and also, mm -hmm. but also understanding their trauma and like being able to talk about it is a very big situation. Like people don't understand how you just like, if someone comes up to you and this is a very, very uh, intense situation, but if some if a girl comes up to you and she says, Hey, I was raped last night. Like, that's a big deal, right? So right. it's like, but are you adequately fit to, like, take on that situation and know what to do, right? And how to handle that, right? How do you talk to this person? How do you just, like, cope them down and, hey, what what happened? Can, what do you, can you tell me, right? Same thing with, with the mental illness, right? When people have such intense childhood um, trauma or, like, an intense, like, people who get hit by their parents, right, or, like, intensely whipped. Like, right, they're not belts. trying to, like, like, come out and just to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that's not your uh, conversation opener. No, of course. You know? but, but that's the purpose of therapy because you exactly. get to that point eventually. But, but I feel like you can also just do that with, like, really, like, friends. Once you have friends, it's like you, you get to that point. Yeah, but, in L.A., though, like, you know. I and, surround, and not just yeah, L.A. I'm I, sorry. I get that. I get that. Yeah, not, not It's LA. not everyone, you yeah. know, and that's the thing. It's not everyone is not this situation but right? even the ones you feel close enough to tell that kind of stuff to they're biased because yeah they that know close. you yeah you need yeah. someone like that's what therapy i'm such a, a advocate for therapy is because you know you need someone that's going to i'm going to keep it real call you on your shit yeah like even like i've done some things you know usually when i go to therapy and say like a situation has happened I tell the whole story. If right. I tell a friend, they're going to look at it from the aspect of knowing me because they love me. Yeah. And a therapist is going to say, no, it wasn't okay that you said that. You need to go back and apologize. Versus yeah. a friend that would say, okay, you know, that's not right. But, yeah. you know, it, it'll blow over. You know, yeah. therapy, cognitive therapy gives you what the action should be versus a friend and I, you know, I, I get what you're saying, but there are certain friends that you just can't tell everything to. Yeah, because yeah. then you, everybody will have that information. Right, right. I, I spill out on several people, like outside of my friend circle. I'll tell other strangers. I'll meet a stranger on a bus, or I'll meet a. I'll talk to my Uber driver, all the time. You know? Bless your heart, because you're very trusting. You know, because yeah. it's like it's like that information is gone now. I don't have to think about it's it. It's gone until you make it. Yeah, and then yeah. those people See, remember exactly. So that that's the issue. Like you know, like even for me in certain instances, you everyone sees me online as just a Hollywood talent manager. Right, like, I put out this positive imagery, and they're gonna learn for the first time tonight. You know about me dealing with that that is true yeah. that is true so if i had i wanted it to be on the terms of when i said it right. and if right. i had told say if i did talk to an actor that came in i was like mm -hmm. yo i deal with mental illness da, 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 da. and something happens with me and that person you don't think that would be all over the internet online? right right yeah and that's it's just a trust factor you know yeah so then you're wow. beating the haters to the punch. It's like, oh, you can you can talk about that because I already talked about it. Yeah, yeah beating the exactly. Well, and beating I, the haters, yeah, yeah. But I don't think there's gonna be haters towards this, but I don't think yeah. there'll be yeah, no, no, no haters. No. But it's just like there are people who just don't have the best intentions. You just can't right. tell everything. Right. To, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. I have like certain families where that I would never tell certain things to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like I get that. Yeah. It's crazy listening to you and your world because like I. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, um, like, drama that is constantly happening in business like that. Because you're dealing with, like, pop culture and, like, people. celebrity and stardom. Yeah. And, like, you know, these big talent and this and these people who want to become big talent. It's like, I feel like there's, I, that world must must drive you crazy sometimes. 
Like, I honestly, because I it would drive me crazy. Like, just you talking about it right now, I was picturing myself in your situation, in your shoes as you were saying it. And I was it's just stressful. like, and I'm stressing out right now just because of that. Because I'm thinking about it and I'm just like, dude, imagine waking up and you just got, I mean, I wake up and I get a lot of emails, but I, it's not about people trying to reach out to me right. to try it's to go and book them on commercials and, you, yeah. and book them on stuff. It's like, or yeah. here, represent me. That's that's a that's yeah. a kudos on you because that's that's awesome i appreciate it. you're I mean, helping people you know i think the biggest thing is, is the fact that it's my passion that it's really helps me to handle it yeah um it's a job that i want to do and it's also just you know like for instance like if you meet someone like everyone that i've like i told you and i've said this before on many podcasts everyone yeah. that i signed i i i had a connection with like right. I felt that they were, we aligned with each other. Right. If energy is very huge with me, so yeah. if I meet someone, I bring them into the office, and I just don't feel that connection or that vibe, I'm not gonna bring them on because mm-hmm. I know for a fact I'm gonna do them a disservice with their career. Wow. So, um, me as far as like you know with the overwhelming amount of messages and stuff, uh, I've been trained through therapy to mm-hmm. handle that. So I'm not looking at it from like damn like 60 messages of just random people i might say it to close friends like oh my god i got all these messages but right uh yeah i'm thinking of it like oh these are potential business opportunities that i right. need to look yeah. at right that would bring me money right so. and but, i mean every potential business opportunity it doesn't pan out or is what you want however it's there and it's potential and something to be grateful for instead of negative about it absolutely so this it's the, all about outlook then. this this is exactly yes see this is what i love about willie willie always has like the best words for things and you're just like yes outlook it's outlook about it's about fair. your outlook because honestly i was just thinking about something that i used to tell myself at the i first of all chris you have to understand the fact that you tell me that you like have these moments like this i'm just like man that's i i some of the stuff you say, man, is really on on point. I tell a, a lot of other people. I tell a lot of other people the stuff that I've talked to you about, um, just because I feel like you 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 see it from a way totally different perspective. First of all, um, but you're also very key to just like you're real about it, you know, which I love because it's just like not a lot of people want to be. Not a lot of people are just open and like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with, you know, and I just want to put it out there so people know, right? Because then. Other people become aware and go, oh, that guy's struggling with that. I'm actually struggling with something as well. Yeah. I was wondering if I could share that with you guys. Right. And then you got a little circle that's just, you know, hey, you guys want to meet on Wednesdays? In and out? Talk about the life? Yeah. Yeah. I but, do that with all my best friends, including uh, good old Sade right here. Hey, um, shout hey. out. Yes. Um, it's important to keep a circle that understands. Like anyone that I'm close with. Mm-hmm. I have that conversation with them in yeah. the beginning to let them know, like, hey, this is, this, I mean, of course, after, like, months of hanging out, so I'm like, hey, this is what I deal with. Right. Um, and, you know, there might be certain signs that you might see, like, if I might wake up one morning, you might not hear from me, you know? That's just me trying to get my mind together. Mm-hmm. And once you establish that, even with certain boundaries, like, with conversation, with what you guys do, setting those boundaries uh all my relationships usually with my best friends are flawless. Nice. Um, nice. And I just, yeah, that all, like I said, it circles back to therapy. It's just being able to learn how to deal with certain situations. 
Yeah, I wanted to point out. So you know how you were looking at those sixty potential like people as like business opportunities and how it, like excited you were about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the that same type of upward <laughs> trajectory that your mind was taking. Like that's what you can build on and like take that to help you with all the other stuff. Absolutely. Because I, I at least I'm just pointing it out for the people who are listening. Because I'm like I'm just trying to th- as as we speak I'm trying to. Um, key out and point out what's specific enough to be like yo pay attention to this stuff because this is what's actually going to be like take yeah. you to the top baby right now yeah. your your mind's about to expand and, and you, you're gonna have you're gonna wake up tomorrow a whole different person because yeah. one thing i used to tell myself at the end of it i still do it every night before i go to sleep i pray mm-hmm. and then i say everything that happened today was supposed to happen mm-hmm. right the way it did, the way it happened, it was supposed to happen, and it did. And and even this show, when I'm listening to this, you know, tomorrow, I'm gonna be like, yo, this was supposed to happen today, Luigi. Right. So what's up? So you're on Clear the Haze right now, Chris Giovanni. Shout out, <laughs> shout um, out Chris. Always gotta yo, shout out. Chris. So I always gotta to shout out Clear the Haze. If you, if if you didn't have to deal with this affliction, yeah. Of CPD, would you or I'm, I'm sorry, BPD? BPD. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. My bad. BPD. Yes. Um, do you think you would be the same person? Do you think you was, you would be Chris Giovanni as we know him today? That's a very good question. That's a good question. Um, I I don't think I would be as strong. I'm gonna okay. say that. Um, it's something I, I don't regret having it at all. Like, I'm actually, this is going to be where I'm glad I have it. Because okay. it's taught me how to deal with relationships and certain things that come to me. Um, when I was growing up, before I, because I, I always knew something was off. I yeah. just never knew what it was until I, I went to, you know, get diagnosed. But, um I always would put things to the side. Like if certain yeah. things would happen, if I had disagreements with friends and stuff, yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just find another friend. I'll just find another friend. Right, right. And it took me having to sit down in therapy and realize like this isn't normal that you're getting upset over something this small. Or this isn't normal to be cycling through friends and going through that beginning phase and you know, losing them in one to two months. Mm-hmm. So just to answer your question, I don't think I would be the same person. I think I'll be close, yeah. but I think my resilience and just the strength has definitely come from dealing with this. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Do you think that um, like religion and going to church, like, do you think that that could help you um, with mental illness? Do you think that that could play a part in like, I guess, being able to handle it easier regardless of the religion regardless of religion just religion in general like um yeah if you're religious you know that's a form of therapy is to be able to release it i'm also like i'm religious so i definitely read the bible and everything um but if you're not it's uh positive reinforcement is definitely Mm -hmm. really good like i one of the things that we i learned in therapy is to speak things into existence i've always done it but i after therapy has really taught me to start saying like okay i'm gonna do this yeah right you got that confirmation yeah (laughs) yeah i'm gonna tell myself before someone else does yes exactly and you have to tell yourself that you can before someone tells you you can't yeah and when you do that, they're still going to say you can't. You have to believe that you still can. Absolutely. That's something that I had to learn because honestly, I was I was doing like YouTube stuff before YouTube was really like a, a thing. And 
some some stupid trailer park girl was like your shit sucks and I, it really bothered uh, me for some really? reason Dang yeah it. yeah and i was like nah, my shit bro. didn't suck my shit was awesome yeah but it affected me for a little bit and to the point where i i realized later just like uh, upon a moment of self-contemplation that she was wrong my shit was awesome but <laughs> it's something that like affects you subconsciously and you don't notice it until you do notice it and then you make the decision to do something about it absolutely in any facet i mean even for you know our business me yeah. and Shade, uh we have people that absolutely would kill to be signed with us they right. message us daily like they just want to be with us right and we have certain people that will go off and it's tell us that our business sucks and just yeah. all that and yeah, yeah. you know for like for someone like i said that would have mental illness they wow. would look at it as oh my god this is just too much right but therapy which okay, I, I might as well i need to get checked for therapy <laughs> but therapy <laughs> like I, I tell you it's such a lifesaver yeah it's taught me to like look at everything at face value and say is this really worth that reaction right yeah. so that girl right. saying that you know your shit sucked is it really worth you know you confronting her exactly no because guess what at the end of the day she's the one that took time to watch it right right and that and that it took you it takes it takes you a part uh, yeah why can't i speak it takes you a second to realize that when you don't know that but once you realize that oh oh man my stuff is awesome and you did watch it regardless i got the spin for it so whatever it's it's crazy but trolls are a dangerous part of society now and back then there was no name for it it was just a person being rude but that now i realized that was just someone trolling because there was nothing better for them to do but how do you think that can affect someone on the rise in their mental health and capacity and today just like you know people launching things a lot of i actually saw this this thing today it was actually really powerful and it it was this guy's youtube channel and he just goes around and he spotlights children that have various disorders physical mm. or mental or whatever wow. and he just gets their point of view on life and i saw this kid he was all he was a, he was burnt because his mom left a candle like that on the table above his crib and it fell in the crib and burnt him like, no. severely when he was two and he wasn't supposed to live the doctors were like wow you're it's a miracle that you're still alive and he's severely disfigured now mm-hmm. he lost both his his hands stuff like that he, he's blind but he was very positive on on life and society and it was amazing what he had to say it actually brought a tear to my eye yeah. but then i went to the to the comments to see what people had to say and the comments were disabled and that yeah. made me feel so sad for society that we yeah. can't even have a nice discussion wow. because people are so focused on saying nasty things about how this kid looks instead of listening to the beautiful things he had to say. But that's projection that's of how right they feel about themselves. You're that, absolutely that, right. That's where it, it's a lot. Some things that happen, like, for instance, with television or like especially reality, te- reality television, um, they have to go through psych therapy before they could even go onto the show. Like yeah. They have to be trained to think that because there are people in those case that are not looking at the story, but looking at how he looks and mm. feel like they have to say something. Yeah. That's ultimately, I think, you know, I, I hate to make this generalized, but I feel like people who are trolls half the time are dealing with unhappiness or some form of mental illness. Right. It's like, to be able to look at something so positive that he survived and find the negative is 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 very alarming. It's like modern day bullying. 
Yeah. No, it's still oh, definitely. I bullying. mean, it's bullying, but it's modern day bullying where you don't even have to see the person. Yeah. You can oh, still on the internet. Do yeah, and yeah. Say hateful things to them. That's yeah. fucking terrible. I know. Yeah. Honestly, but, the the worst part about that is just like. <laughs> why you know like what does it do for you right for the person commenting a horrible well, thing like, i think like, i figured it out do you bro. feel good like that that's the part where i'm like that that is i feel like a different chapter of mental health because i want to say that person's sick like you're sick for doing that right it's because but like they're being bullied like that wherever wherever they're interacting at like their so parents because right? they are made to feel so small they have to be bigger than someone, and that's why they bully to feel larger than someone. And it someone might not just be point. simply; it might not be mental illness. It might just be anger management issues. Yeah, like yeah. they might be going through something at work, and they think that the right way, you know, they can't say it to their boss. They can't right. tell their boss they're an ugly piece of shit. Yeah, they're going to yeah. tell whoever that person is mm. online, but they're going to do right. it from a fake face. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if you're yeah. smart, but you know, yeah. nine times out of ten, yeah. these people don't got the time. Or yeah. some stranger you know? in traffic on your way home. But I feel like ang- excessive anger is probably a mental disorder as well. Oh my god! Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, can, it, it, yeah. It, it, I, to me, it just reflects like emotional intelligence. Like you shouldn't be able to be so severely impacted by just something someone said. But oh my gosh, words are strong, right? Right? I words know it's crazy. You could say something like to a stranger just out of nowhere and be like, "Yo, fuck you," like that, just straight up. And someone, what? Excuse me? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like just invoke get, wrath like, in someone ex- else. And then that's like the start. They could yeah. easily go to like a thousand if they, they needed to. And like, that's the like scary part. Like, face like, you, yeah, we probably you know? walk past serial killers all day. Oh, and Hollywood. We don't even uh, know. Yeah, Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. Where all these tourists are. Yeah. Shit. Honestly, dude, I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard where all the freaking the Chinese theater is and the, all the mascots and stuff. Yeah. Freaking SpongeBob walks up to me full costume and he's like, hey, big man, what's up? And I'm like, bro, don't talk to me right now. You're really like, you just gave me the creepiest vibes. And I was like, that guy is a serial killer. It's dangerous, especially, yeah. yo, Hollywood Boulevard, especially at the wrong hour. Oh, oh my man. gosh. You don't oh. catch me dead walking down Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> at 2 a.m. It's crazy out there. Yeah. No, if you go at 3.30, 3.36, some yeah. killers. Man. Get out. Look, we had to duck one day. We were in the this <gasps> bar on Hollywood Boulevard, and someone just started busting out there. No. Yeah, we were no like, way. everyone get down. And my friend was standing up. He was trying to be cool and stuff. I'm like, man, you're going to get hit, bro. <laughs> you you dead, bro. <laughs> There's legit killers out here in these streets. But yeah, always insane. Yeah, watch yourself. Yeah. But yeah. so, well, I want to uh, part some advice for those. Um, Please. This, you know, mental illness, like I said, I thank you guys for allowing me to talk about this. I was racking my brain. I was like, who can I speak to this about? Yeah. But, you know, um, Taraji P. Henson um, Love her def- I know right Love Taraji She's yes. definitely Inspired me to speak on this Because she Dealt with a level Of depression And su- being suicidal And it, it, If you look at her career she She's the traditional Actress Right That took the steps That took the, the small roles To yeah. get where she was That took the chance Of taking her son out here yeah. For like a few hundred dollars To make it you know, wow. and it took her, you know, she's in her 40s. It took her yeah. into her 40s to have a successful career, but she's so vocal about dealing with depression and suicide. So I say, you know, anyone that is dealing with mental illness, uh, therapy, 100%, especially if you can afford it or you can get access to it, 
There are also free options where you can, you know, find. I, I think if you Google it, but I'm gonna make sure because I'm gonna do a, a blog post on this. Okay. To put resources down there. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. positive thinking. Okay. Um, if anything starts to go negatively, thinking about uh, the good of what has happened in the situation versus just completely the bad. And, you know, just, you know, learning to be happy, learning yes. to look at everyone that you have around you and see the vision of, you know, your relationship with these people. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you'll be fine. You know, I think trying to find happiness in something is is a good way to to shake yourself out of any funk yeah. of negativity you might be having because that it, you can't get cynical, especially in this city. But <laughs> Well, another I guess another way uh, building on top of that, I would say. Even if you just look at it as in like, and I always say this because I love saying this, everything that has happened in your life has led to this, yeah. right? To right now. Right, right. So it's like, be grateful that you survived, you right, know, and right. just be happy that you survived. Yeah. Like, you're still here. You're still going. Sure, you got some trouble in your head sometimes. Yeah. But guess what? You're still out there. You're still true tro- trolling along. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. In, in in reality, I mean, you know, everybody gets around. I was. It was funny because I was looking. I, I literally was thinking about this. I I went to um, I went to go get, uh, grab lunch today, and I, I went to Home Depot because I was working for. I was an office PA, mm-hmm. and I, I and I was just taking the Uber, and I was looking out, and I started seeing all this trash all of a sudden all over L.A., and I was like, yo. Nobody cares anymore. Like nobody's gonna go and pick up that trash, even if they just see it on the street. People are just conforming to what is, and that's the part where I feel like on a mass scale is a problem, you know. And and a part of it is this, it is mental health in general, right? It's the mental health of the city. It's the mental health yeah. of the city, right? And it's like right. we've neglected our city in various ways, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just like. I feel like that's also, and that's what causes homelessness, you know, mm-hmm. you're a neglected city, homeless people, like, mm-hmm. and then they are suffering even worse. Cause it's like, imagine having a mental illness and then not having a home. Okay. Maybe you don't have friends and you can like sit in your room and like think about doing things. Mm-hmm. But like this person's just out in the street. I see it all the time, especially downtown. You see someone having oh, yeah. a mental episode. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, let me just steer clear. Even though you, you know, your heart wants to help them. You, unfortunately, people can be dangerous unintentionally. Yeah. But I've I literally went to high school with someone who he was mentally unstable and he had an episode where he stripped down naked and the cops ultimately ended up shooting and killing him, oh, even man. though he was just naked having an episode running around yeah. they said they were in fear of their lives for whatever reason skipped the taser and everything and oh. ended up just executing him yeah, wow. so uh it, it's a it's a lot of people that that deal with that yeah. i see out here and i i don't really know what to do for them other money doesn't help like you said you know but you know that's funny yeah not funny but that's great that you said that about downtown you know it it can be scary you know Mm -hmm. every year for the last three or four years i've done something downtown with giving out food or you know giving blankets and such and um that it's it's amazing how you can see someone that looks completely pissed off 
from the corner. Yeah. And them come up and get the blanket and get the food and how their emotion and everything just changed from being pissed to in tears. Yeah. And a lot of it is not being heard. A lot of it's not having the resources. So, right. You know, a I, voice is necessary. Absolutely. I'm definitely, I'm going to do something early next year because I want to, downtown is something very huge to me because I feel like mental illness is the strongest down there. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is just having the hope for having the support from someone to say, here, here's a blanket, here's $20, $40. Yeah. Let, use that as your starting point to get where you need to go. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's so unfortunate about your friend. You know, they deal with that. Yeah. Mental illness, you know, I've been blessed to where I've never been suicidal or I've never thought about doing anything as such as that. Yeah. Right. But there are people that deal with that and it's just because of their mind. It's because their mind is telling them that that's what they need to do. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I, I d- depression and then anxiety and then like you start you 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 start becoming immobile in your brain mm-hmm. basically you just you've run out of options mm-hmm. it's and, taxing I and mean, it's even taxing. As an actor and it is it yeah. is because it's like imagine imagine having to like constantly be taking on you personalities as an actor right, right? i mean mm-hmm. you get a script I, every time i get a new script they tell you read it the first time as a normal fucking person mm-hmm. second time Add whatever you think, yeah. right? First time yeah. needs to just be a clean cut. Let me just read this. What's the story? Right, right. Yeah. Because if you start building a character right away, it's like, no, you don't even know what the fuck this is. Right. You, you know? don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. Right. You don't know if the person would actually react that way. And right, how right. and then you have to act that reaction out. So you don't even know how to do it yet because mm-hmm. you're just like adding this character to it. Right. You right. know? So it's like imagine doing that constantly and then it's like then you go home after being rejected several times or, or not even just in acting and being an artist or being a chef who's yeah. trying to make it or, or anybody, e- right? Even it's beyond like, the rejection, bro. Even beyond, beyond the rejection. The rejection like Heath Ledger. He's, Heath Ledger? He got oh, yeah. the part. He was super successful. Yeah. One of the best jokers of all time. Yeah. If not number one. But he suffered for the role. He got so dark, so deep that he believed that he was Joker in a way. And he was really living a life of just sadness and darkness and depression. And he didn't have anyone that he was, he could really rely on and talk to. At least he didn't see it. And if he did speak to someone, I don't know, but from the looks of it, he didn't because ultimately he ended up talking to the pills. Yeah. Yeah. These are real conversations that we have even with our actors. Uh, Yeah. I will share Sade next to me. Uh, she has a client that's on an upcoming series and um, can't say too much about it, but it's very cult driven. Wow. Oh, very wow. dark show. It's wow. one of the darkest scripts that I've ever read. Oh, interesting. And uh, one thing that just applied me about Sade was the first thing she asked was, how do you, how are you going to decompress from this? You mm. know? Ooh. And that's a part of management is like, if we get clients that are involved in the series, that's very dark or mm-hmm. that's going to be, you know, different from who they are as a person. We have to coach them. We have to speak to them because it could easily ship, especially yeah. if you're doing a series for six, seven years and oh, you're that man. person in that dark environment. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a hard time decompressing for that because if you're on a series, sometimes you're on a series for filming for five to six months. Mm. That's five to six months. That's every day going to that living that environment. Yeah. And it can it can consume you. Mm. Even with just like I know I don't know why I'm stuck on Joker right now, but even with Jared Leto, yeah, he 
was torturing his co-stars yeah. who were like living like their regular person lives and leaving their character behind for the set. He was trying to be all in depth and really taking everything too far. And I, I how do you keep your your clients from going that route, I guess, like experiencing that or becoming that unintentionally or intentionally? It's having open communication with your client. I mean, it's really saying like, for instance, when we have clients that, you know, have to do nudity yeah. or have to do a scene where it's, you know, it's a little suggestive. Mm-hmm. We break it down with them part by part and we say, OK, this scene is going to involve this. How do you feel about this? Yeah. And I always tell any of my clients that have like a really, really hard scene that they have to do mm-hmm. to call me right after and let me know how it goes. Yeah. You know, because if you don't have someone to talk to and you're going to set every day and you're doing, you know, God knows what, you yeah. know, yeah. for a scene. That could be very taxing on your brain if you're doing it consistently. So it's crazy how like far cinema has gone. Yeah, it's like they'll do anything now. Like you could get you could get a script and it could be like yeah, Yeah. and this is risky. But I can only imagine what Chloe Sevigny was thinking after Brown Bunny. It's like what what do you say after that? Next next take? I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like at some point the actors like you're either into it or then you just are like, I don't want to do this anymore for like a while, you know, but yeah. that's why they take breaks. And that's why actors take like they'll do one movie a year once they become ultra successful. Right. Mm-hmm. And then but see, that's the thing about it. You start seeing the different types of of like business oriented actors, too, because then there's some that are like, I'm going to do six movies this year. Yeah, yeah. And then there's some that are like, I'm doing one movie and then I'm going to maybe go work on something else somewhere Kevin else. Kevin Hart's like, like, I'm in six movies, 12 TV shows, three commercials. He's everywhere right now. But then there's other. But that's people how you like, become a superstar. Yeah. You know? And then you have people like, you know, Chappelle that's like, oh, I'm going to do it on my own terms and just kind of just be there. But I feel like that. In my opinion, is the difference. Like Kevin, at this point, Kevin Hart is going to be in our consciousness forever. But nah. I feel like he can't take that kind of hiatus like Chappelle can and still be relevant and come back and do things. If I Kev- feel like he has to stay in the eye. If Kevin Hart he a took a break, too, so you know he needs to be working. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, but it's like they're millionaires. He doesn't have to be working. You know, yeah, He's, he made he, a lot of he, money. At this point, it's just him. He he has to mentally like keep himself going. The more money, which I the feel better like, the taste. Which, which that's true. That. More money, more problems. This, this yeah. is yeah, this is something I think is also like I I don't know if you would say this is a mental illness, but maybe. Um, you know, maybe you've already gotten successful and you already have a lot of money, but then you're like, you're like, you're just working because you don't want to just not do anything. You know, you just don't want to like become stagnant. So you're just like pushing yourself, pushing yourself, pushing yourself, pushing yourself, pushing yourself, pushing yourself. And you don't stop, you know, you don't ever like really rest. You're just like, like, even when you do rest, you're thinking about keeping, you know, go, I got to go. Okay. I got to do this. Oh yeah. I got to make sure this goes well. Okay. I got to talk to this girl and I got to schedule this and I got to, you know, your mind's always racing. So I feel like, is that, would you consider that a mental illness as well? You know, it's like, cause I, I have a very chill at, like atmosphere in my brain where it's just that like, sounds like hey. ADHD or something. That's, like that. Is that yeah, what that would you is that what you would consider that. that? Okay. I yeah. mean it it I will say you know ADHD does trigger and does spread into not just people who do not deal with mental illness but people yeah. who do like for instance I'll have like I have certain moments where like I'll wake up. 
and I'm like so energized, like I'm over the top, like without coffee. Nice. I'm like I could do this, I could do that. Da, 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 da. I'm sending this email. Yeah. Uh, Sade will notice because certain things that I send her are very impulsive. Yeah. Which is a part of the mental illness. Like certain things I'll do is just really just on the spot. Like okay, we gotta get this person on the phone right now. Yeah. Um. It's that, like right now, right? Huh? It's like right now, right? Yeah, now? right like, now. Like, like yeah. it, it just happens for me. Like this, there's like I said, certain moments I'll wake up, or certain days I'll wake up, and I'm just like, I can do six things before ten o'clock in the morning. That's and efficient. I, yeah, that's nice. It's great, yeah. but you know, it's also the downfall of I overrun myself and mm. I get tired before yeah. two o'clock. Damn. Uh, it's yeah. like I've done so much today Facts. and it's only noon. Like, yeah. Wow. yeah, you do get tired quick, yeah. man. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, damn, I wasn't even thinking about that. Good. And then the yeah. day starts dragging. The day starts to drag because it's like, yeah. okay, I did everything before like 10 o'clock, you yeah. know? Yeah. There are certain moments, you know, and it might, it might be, like I said, I think it's more ADHD. Like, I feel like I definitely have triggers of it because yeah. I wake up at four o'clock one morning and I'm just like, oh, I gotta do this. Da, 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 da. I got New York. I got this going. Yeah. Tell are you up yet? It's seven o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's just, you know, that's just what we deal with. Yeah. That's wild. Yo, that's crazy. So, um, personally, I just, I, I'm just curious to know, aside from like, aside from work and aside from everything and like. Like when you're by yourself and you're alone, like do you find yourself meditating and do you find yourself being very loving to yourself or how? Like, because it sounds like you got a lot. Like, there's always a lot going on. So I'm curious to know what it's like when you're just by yourself. What is it? What What is that like? Um, besides going to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, I'm, actually, that's funny that you mentioned meditation. And you know, I have to give a shout out to Donnie who came yeah, on. Shout with out the Donnie Payne. Shout out. He actually is the one that taught me how to meditate. Really? Nice. I I will admit, uh, when he first mentioned meditation to me, I've always thought it was meditation. I was like, oh, whatever. I, I can breathe my yeah. mind. <laughs> like, I don't need this. But he actually sat there with me and taught me like the benefits of meditation and how to use like your breathing to minimize your stress. And I do meditate. Like I use his stuff that he's taught me. Um, I also will, um, when I'm by myself, like I will do things that will make me happy, which is like watching movies, you know, Mm -hmm. taking a good bath and, you know, watching stuff that would uplift me and i just do that you know and if i have dark moments then i'll pick up the phone and call one of my best friends and just have a conversation you know and that's mainly it you know i minimize i also uh, just i've always been big on this i don't watch the news in the morning you don't watch it's such a downer oh my goodness it will ruin my whole morning like i can't watch the news i can't watch anything that's Cause like you wake up and then the first thing that you hear is negative. It right, will right. it will mess with my mind and I yeah. will not do anything. That's why I just I'm I'm all I'm on all the apps. I just go on Google and I just go through the feed, the news feed, and I just read headlines. I'll go headline if if something actually sounds interesting. I'm like oh man, I might read that. Yeah. I might sometimes I just might open the page and save it and then not read it <laughs> and then, just, and then never go back. <laughs> terrible to just wake up and hear talking heads like yeah, oh talking I, heads. I think fuck. the solution is blah blah blah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know if this isn't the way to start the day. I, I don't know. I, hope, I I wish there was just like a, a morning show that was actually just like, yo, hey, welcome to your day. Robin Take in a the breath. morning was, was you know? like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, I'm not up at 7 a.m. to see her live. So, oh, you know, that's, <laughs> that's early. Yeah, yeah. I so, need like I mean, a 9 cool. a.m. Outside show. of that, I, I can't mess with CNN at all, honestly. CNN, like I used to always, I will say this. I used to always want to be a CNN contributor, like mm-hmm. in the entertainment aspect of it, because yeah. I feel like a lot of the knowledge uh, I would be able to provide. Yeah. Um, I am not a huge fan of CNN and Fox because I've I've slowly seen how it's kind of transitioned into this negative aspect. Of it television. is, you know, beforehand yeah. it used to be just. Facts. Right and now, it's like opinions. You're starting to see certain like viral stars getting picked up on yeah. it, and it's, it doesn't make sense. To it's me. it's yeah. entertainment. Well, they they have an entertainment section, but I think what he's getting at is it's like the whole entity as a whole has now just become a negative thing. Like yeah. anything yeah. they do is negative. Anything they put out is probably negative. So it's just like. What? How? Think about it from like the perspective of the masses. Like, what do we? Are we just getting negativity just pushed into our brains all the time? You know? Yes, we are. <laughs> I know the, that. The I know. I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. But it's just like should not be someone getting slaughtered on the streets. Yeah, like. it's like it. Uh, it's unfortunate, but the reality of the situation is you're gonna wake up and you're either gonna hear about a school shooting. Yeah. You're gonna hear about someone getting robbed. You're gonna hear about someone dying. Mm-hmm. And it's forced into you with even like i had to do this like uh i used to ha- i had the tmz app yeah. you know mm-hmm. I, I used to live by tmz because i had clients that would be on there so i just wanted to check and i had to disable the app because tmz started showing like when some people would die oh, wow. in push notifications so oh, it's like such and such has died this isn't live leak what's going yeah. on yeah what's going on that's weird <laughs> yeah nah. it's tough so it's like you know that's why i said the only thing that i have that come on push notification of course is social media yeah um and um the bible app i get mm. a daily verse every day like a motivational mm-hmm. or nice. just a random verse just a random verse or i also have uh, another app that does motivation oh, okay nice um, so I gotta give me some motivational apps. Yeah, that sounds cool. Like, or just read my story. Like my story. I do read your that story. You see, yeah, I write from just like in two seconds. Oh, I'm just like, it's how I feel. It's yeah. my therapy too. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that we have to have multiple yeah. outlets, right? We have to have multiple outlets of like anything, even if it's. I say creativity because that's personally where I mainly just like that. I guess that's career, but for everything else, I guess it really is just I have to have multiple outlets to talk to people, to grow ideas, to like make decisions, to just share, to like clear my right, head. Right, like right. you got you got so many reasons to talk to people, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like don't get stuck on the fact that you you must because you don't have to you can also just you can also just lay down in your couch and watch you know big mouth because they got a new season out yeah you can go do that you want to literally speak to someone i've said it before and i'll say it again you can hit us up you can hit me up or you can just hit us up at clear the haze on instagram or at clear the haze email us let's let's clear the haze at gmail.com good call or or just hit me up personally at give me them dollars give me them dollars seriously because honestly i'll i'll talk to you i'll chit chat let's let's figure it out i love that we'll figure it out together and don't be afraid like like our especially as being a male 
Yes. And African-American in our yeah. households, you know, we're taught not to speak on how we feel. Right. Or for right. men, it's suck it up. And right. Just deal with it. And then that man ends up sucking it up and then <laughs> it, the wrong person comes to him and they're fighting. Exactly. You know? so just it, carrying a burden for yeah, no reason. Speak on it. If you feel some kind of way with a friend or if you feel any kind of way with anything, you should be able to speak on it respectfully. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, reach out and talk to someone. Right. And that's what we're going to do here at Clear the Haze. Clear the Haze. It's crazy. Toxic masculinity is fucking insane. Oh, um, yeah. That's a, that is, that is a, a, that's a topic. If we can get past that, <laughs> I think we'll be so much better as a society. Well, it trickles down. It just trickles. Like, you just have kids. I, I, it's funny because I always think about it this way. I think slowly, maybe, slowly yeah. we'll have an, a turn where it's like, People who either were hit when they were kids will no longer hit their kids, and then mm-hmm. that'll stop, right? So that'll break a lot of chains. Right. But also, I think over time, th- those kids will no longer have the burden of having to have a parent who did. Mm-hmm. So it's like, then that chain is broken. And so then ger- generationally, in like 30, right. 40, 50 years maybe, we'll finally be able to actually be aware enough to mm-hmm. be like, yo... Yeah. That was the problem. We were stuck on our childhoods mm-hmm. when we were adults, mm-hmm. and then we had gotten those. Like, do you know how when they say it's mm-hmm. like who you are as a kid is who you become when you become an adult? Like the mm-hmm. character traits you had when you were a kid. So what you pe- teachers would say that, and you right. you were like, why are you putting all that pressure on me? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you doing <laughs> that to me right now? I can't be stuck like this. Like exactly. I, I I used I said this. Um, I maybe oh, fuck. I've, I say a lot of things and I repeat them, but. Yeah. I remember uh, when I was in middle school, people would always write, don't change, don't change, right? Don't change next, like, oh, wait, next year you're the same person. And I'm like, yeah. fuck you for telling me that. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope, I, w- I want to change. Right. I want to be, I well, want to be more positive. Growth. I yeah. want to be better, right? I want to just be a better person every day. But, it, and I don't mean fuck you when I say that to those people, yeah, but yeah. it's just like, it. I honestly, like that, when I first thought about that, I was like, don't change. Mm-hmm. And then it just... Uh, there was like a whole bunch of mental snaps where I was like, oh, I had been looking at life the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. Right. For me, it comes down to communication. Yeah, that too. Like if you s- just speak on how you feel, you can avoid a lot of the confusion and drama that comes with yeah. keeping things inside. Yeah. And not only for your relationships, but personally within you just saying something and being like, I'm no longer going to be bound by this or let this affect me. And you can literally feel a weight lift yeah. off your shoulders. Whenever I have to disclose that to like anyone close to me. Yeah. Um, of course, like anything else, like you're very jittery because you don't know how they could very well be like, OK, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. But, you know, it's a huge weight off your shoulders because it's like that person understands you. And like I said, after I tell people I are anyone close to me. We never have any kind of issues, you know. Nice. We're able to have that open communication, like if something goes wrong. That's awesome. You should be able to just speak, man. It's not going to hurt you. And honestly, it will help you. A lot of people just don't want to be in what they would perceive as a confrontation. Yeah. And you're trying to avoid confrontation. Meanwhile, you're just letting things fester and you're further damaging yourself and your relationships. And, And here's the thing. I feel like sometimes we don't even think about the fact that, like, you know, when people are uh, verbally abused, mm-hmm. you don't know in what ways they were verbally abused. You don't right. know what the person said to them. Right. You don't yeah, know right. the tone. You don't. It's it, like we said earlier. It's all missed out. Right. Yeah. All you hear is their version of the story. So it's like 
you have to now figure out how to put all this puzzle back together yeah. to where they're good and you're and, not triggering and them. you're not triggering yeah. them yeah right because yeah. then and then when you finally put that last piece it's when they're like it hits them and they're like yo you've been wasting all your time thinking about this mm-hmm. when you could have just moved past it and just lived your life and grown and built something for yourself not worry yeah. about anybody else fuck everybody else it's about you yeah. right now it's about your life. It's about your success. It's about your story. Build something for you and then go, right? Mm-hmm. But, but that's the struggle right there because getting right. to that point. Because sometimes it, the, the injustice is just so egregious. The, exactly. Like, I don't, people I attack, can never bro. get over this. Like you said, the words, man. Why do, yeah. why do people get hung up on words? Imagine your dad telling you he yeah. fucking hates you with right. anger in his mm. eyes, looking at you right. in his eyes. I wish you were never fucking born. Mm, I wish hurts. you... I, I wish you would fucking die. Mm, Whoa, dad, deep. where is this coming from? Bro, traumatized right there. That kid, yeah. that everything stops for that kid. Yeah. What, what my dad, my and dad, is that saying kid this to gets me? A, an option. He gets Crazy. to decide if, are you going to follow in those footsteps mm-hmm. of hatred or are you going to be, you awesome. but that's, but that's yeah. later, dude. That's yeah. later. That could be 10, 20 years. It from is now, later, you know, and but then, they didn't even, and sometimes you got to atone for everything. But the thing is, sometimes people don't even get to answer those questions for themselves. Mm. You know, they don't even get to answer. Hey, am I yeah. going to do be like my dad? Because they got stuck in that mindset. Right. This is how my dad saw me. So maybe I am a burden to the world, and that's like it could lead you down the path to maybe it can doing something. It can. I do have a question for you because you got real passionate about that. Has anyone ever close to you ever let you down or say anything as dramatic as let, that? Let, as my like my parents, my like my parents, dad or something, family mm. member. Yes, yeah. I I not necessarily. Um, not necessarily. Like, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Keep it um, real, man. Keep it real. Don't. No, no, I'm being serious because it's you like. You got really passionate about that. And I feel like you've no, had someone no. say something to you that you, it doesn't no, have to be no. parents. Like I said, it's not. No. It, it, it could be friends. Anyone ever for, let you down? Let me down? Has anybody ever let me or down? Or said something to you to where it was like, damn. No, really. Really. I really. Not, like, I, I would have to think back. Like, because the thing about it is. I feel like I've like between the ages of one and four when I was going through a bunch of shit like my dad in Peru apparently was really bad to us right when we were kids mm-hmm. right but I, but I was never around for that like I don't remember that shit right like mm-hmm. I was never so it doesn't really affect me right it affected my does brothers. it affect you subconsciously no because I've forgiven all that because I've already gone and done the work right because I've already gone and handled it I've I talk mm-hmm. to my dad every day now like mm-hmm. but you guys talked about that situation yeah of okay. course but that's that's the I, I understand your point. Yeah. But it w- was that the reason why I was passionate? Maybe right. But I don't necessarily see it that way. But I understand. Yeah, I understand what you're getting at. No, absolutely. I mean, I think the fact that you had that conversation because you having the conversation with him was enough to say that that was an issue. Because yeah. if it wasn't, you wouldn't have brought that up. Yeah. But being able to get over it, you're just you're just really good because your mentality of how you deal with things yeah. is very at an advanced level. Like I would aspire to be at your level to where you could look at the all things positively. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of church camps where I would cry. Like I cried for my dad really intensely one, one summer where I was just, I just forgave him. I was just yeah. like, forgive you because it was just like, I had to let that burden go. Cause my brothers would always be like, our dad in Peru and all this. And I was like, why do we get hung up on this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a person, you know, and I forgive him for whatever mm-hmm. it is he did. So G and right? Christian are a lot older. How, how do they feel about it? 
Because um, they they were there, like they know. So the guy. yeah, no, we all know him, right? He's our dad. Oh yeah, of but, course. But, but I mean, but they like know. They, know him. I would say, they struggled a little bit more because yeah. I think they were a little bit more like psychologically advanced, right? My brother was, uh, right. I was four, he was seven, and Gianfranco was ten. Mm-hmm. So Christian was seven, and Gianfranco was ten, uh-huh. and so literally, it was to them. I I assume this because I, you know, we've talked about it some, but. I feel like for them it was a little bit more traumatic the giant change of like going from living in Peru to like now you live in Texas and yeah. like now we're living with this other guy and he's your stepdad now. Yeah, yeah. And it was like what? I was so young that all of this was just kind of like oh, it is what it is. It is yeah. what it is now, yeah. and I'm just now accepting it and accepting it. And I love my stepdad very much, and I love my father as well. Yeah. But it, I, I see, I see what you're saying. But as far as being treated badly and being let down. Um, the worst thing that I can remember that ever happened to me, and this is just because you're prying this out of me, um, and this I don't even want to say this because it is pretty bad. Like yeah. what my dad did was pretty, like it was pretty horrible to us. Um, and I don't think about him this way. I I don't because he was um, and he, I think he was just I think like you said he was suffering from some sort of mental illness because, and the, and honestly it has to go back to and this is you're making me trail off here this has to go back to our grandparents because my my dad's grand um grand uh, his mother was in italy during world war Two. Okay. so uh-huh. during um nazi nazi germany trying to take over europe yeah so when they left her and my grandpa left to peru man this woman had ptsd to the max you know she could not believe that society had just turned around to where people were shooting up people in in trieste and just and just banging on properties and saying you are now a part of the nazi germany regime if you do not join you die and she was like what the fuck like this is wild and so then you the only survival was join and then escape Right, which is what most people did, and everybody yeah. was fleeing to South America, and that's why you have so many Europeans in South America. But it's just a crazy fucking history, right? right. You get this history where it's right. like these people were just trying to escape, but it meant it just fucked with her so badly, man. So that trailed over into our our dad, because imagine a mom who's who suffered from this, a dad who was also in that environment. They come down, and they just kind of like, how do you how do you parent a child, right? Yeah. And then that that father has to now have kids, and then he doesn't quite know how to do it but he's gonna figure it out so you know it trickled down to us and you know it, it was it was fine it was fine it wasn't it was, life is good for me now you know and that's the way i see it i don't i don't tend to focus and stay there too long you know when i, I when i think about my childhood it's it's very momentary i accept everything you know yeah. and i feel like that's a part of not like i wouldn't necessarily that that's deflection from wanting to like talk about mental health because it, it's my own mental health and personally i see it as like i once that's the goal where we're all trying that to and exactly yeah, exactly they, so i'm like i'm working i'm working yeah. on it it's a daily process it's mm. a daily experiment <laughs> that we're in you know whatever mm. you want to call it experience whatever but no yeah no yeah i commend you completely i mean it's like everyone like that's the biggest thing is not using your childhood trauma to carry over into your adulthood and your relationships with other people Mm -hmm. because it's very easy to not handle it and then start using that same behavior and tactics into your personal relationships with people you know um and once you learn to uh, like like you did learn to look over and have that conversation like for you i commend you because you're able to have that conversation with your father um if my father was around and even my mom 
you know, I don't think I would, I, I could have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see it. Well, it's, it's different sometimes too, because like, um, with my dad, I would hope we could talk every day. Cause I, I thought, I think about it all the time. How easy is it to just send someone a message that says, Hey, I love you thinking about you. Right. You could do it once a day flawlessly in 30 seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't, I don't, I, um, <laughs> I told that to my parents in an effort to try to do it. And it didn't happen. I tried to do it with my dad from Peru. I was like, yo, I want to talk to you every day. We went three days. And then mm. the next, the fourth day, it was like he didn't reach out. And then I got really busy. And then I just sent him a voice memo. But it wasn't like it wasn't like we were talking, mm-hmm. you know. But it just made me realize, like, there's not there's never going to be 100% effort on both sides, even mm-hmm. with family, mm-hmm. you know. There's love there, but there's not like... They're going to be fucking dying to do everything unless the stakes get raised and, you know, they, to that point where they're like, hey, I, what do you need? You know, right. are you are you need money for health care or whatever? Are you hurt? Whatever. It's but that's when you find like those people that you fall in love with and you marry because then that person like you and them are 100 percent. Right. But personally, I feel like the when you live that single life and you're just kind of roaming the city and you're just kind of like running into a lot of people, it becomes a lot like talking to like i talked about this the last episode sometimes you get really tired because you're just like you hear so much information constantly it's like information information overload and then you're constantly talking to more people and then Mm -hmm. it's just like personality over overload because it's just like new stuff new stuff new stuff and then your brain just is like i just want to rest i just want to like dip out for a second and that's where i think he's right about therapy and i've thought about therapy because it's like who hasn't thought like oh i should you know but at the same time i like to look at it from the perspective of i have friends for that right and we can just talk about anything openly at any time about whatever i thought that too i thought that too and i used to i'm not gonna say i used to think of therapy as a sign of someone being weak yeah um and that's because i had the generalized tv which you hear of therapy where it's like you go there and it's like why are you here you fight and then there's a resolution right when i got into therapy and i first sat down and one of the first questions they always ask you is why are you here and you say raleigh you know in uh, raleigh raw in a raw way of why you're there yeah it opens up a whole new world for you like, there's no going to therapy and being fixed in one session at all. It's not possible. But as you start to continuously grow, it's like, or, or grow, it's like the gym. You know, you go to the gym every day, you're not going to walk out with six-pack abs on the yeah. first day. Yeah. But yeah. as you start to go, you know, to therapy multiple times, then you start to realize my mind is getting stronger. Right. And then you'll notice that certain some of the same things that happen you've already tackled it in therapy so you know how to handle it. So that argument that you have with your friend about, you know, a certain celebrity or something, you know how to handle that that happens again. Right, Uh, right. It's just like it it triggers you to to know what to do. Mm -hmm. So that's why therapy is so huge. Even if you don't have a lot of issues. If I didn't have this, I would still be in therapy because there's certain things, you know, that you deal with in life, finances, uh, life, uh, other people who might not be happy projecting that onto you. Right. The person on the other end might want to know how to deal with it, and that's what therapy will do for you. Mm. Nice. I, pre- I I'm curious just to know, um, because I I don't meet a lot of people who are just as open as you. Mm-hmm. Um, how much is therapy costing? Like for one session, how much would it cost in LA? 
Um, it depends on if you have insurance. Okay. Um, I will give a facility that I used. Um, I'm transitioning out of it to somewhere else. Um, it's off of Pico. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put it in my um in my blog that okay. we go to. Okay. Uh, those the entry level sessions I think were like fifty to ninety bucks. Oh, okay. Nice. I think they they look at your income ratio and then they decide from there how much it's gonna cost per session. They also do deals. Um, but it's really like I said. In the, if it's a consultation, I think they do it for free. So nice. you go in there oh, okay. and you speak to them, and then they tell you they put you on a plan of schedule of like yeah. when to come, and it's very inexpensive for that place. That's cool. Um, I'm getting a little bit better with how I deal with things. Mm-hmm. Um, outside, make a I made a drastic improvement. So, um. I'm making another option, but I would recommend anyone go there, especially in LA. Yeah, heck yeah. I'm trying to get my sister's a therapist. I'm trying to get her to move out here. Oh, yeah. Like, there's tons of people that need someone to talk to. Especially in the industry. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I can guarantee people are utilizing therapy much more here than in Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. You know, (laughs) as What's your sister's name again? My sister's Kiana. Kiana, Kiana, get out here! Get out here! <laughs> get out of here, Kiana. No. Um, there's there's so much money. opportunity out here for her. Oh yes, there's oh, yes. so much opportunity. Well, she has to do her two years where she graduated from first yeah. to get fully certified, and then once that's gotcha. over, which it almost is, then she'll be right out here. Hey, I look forward um, to meeting her. Yes. So Chris, yeah. Chris, um, before we we wrap this up, this has been a, f- a freaking fantastic discussion. It has. Um, I hope we've helped everyone listening out there. I feel like we reached a lot of different perspectives in one, you know, one <laughs> interview. Absolutely. Right? We covered we got, a we lot covered of different a lot corners. Of different, yeah, a lot of, of different grounds, um, which is great. I just want to, two things. Any updates with um, CGM talent that you would like to share and um, your social media as well as any final messages? Okay. Um, well, first, yeah, I'm definitely glad that we had this conversation. Um, I knew it would be kind of, you know, difficult at first because it's like it's something that's not really talked about in the industry, but it's so common, uh, especially if you really get to know certain people and you hear from their, you know, their point of view of what they're dealing with. Yeah. Um, I hope to continue this conversation. Uh, CGM is turning 10 in January. Yay. It's, it's old now. But, <laughs> um, um, for the next couple of months, all of my interviews and all of my articles are going to be on uh, self. So cool. it's going to be, you know, the first ones was this one was going to be on mental health. And then it's uh, resilience. And then there's growth. And then there's execution. So nice. there's going to be a lot of different stuff to, to get people's mind ready in making that leap and whatever they want to do. They want to be an actor, producer, writer. It's going to be a very generalized, very generalized articles and information on how to make that transition. Um, we are working on a few series. Uh, there's one coming uh, this week on Wednesday nice. uh, by good old uh, Tyler Perry, nice. the Oval. We have two clients on there as regulars. Uh, Fantastic. Nice. Vaughn awesome. Heverin. So uh, they're in Atlanta. Oh, they were filming in Atlanta over okay. the summer. They're back here in L.A. Nice. Um, Vaughn Heverin, he will be playing Barry Halson, which is uh, a series regular on the, on the show. 
Um, and then Sade has a client as well, Melissa Williams, who will be playing twins. So we can't necessarily say what nice. she does because she nice. shakes up the White House. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I like that. Then we have a spinoff coming, which I kind of alluded to. Uh, I, I can say it's by Tyler Perry, but I can't say what the show is about. But it's dark. I will okay. say that. Okay. Ooh, that was that, that was I that like show that. you was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I'm excited. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then right. we also, uh, of course, like you guys know a couple episodes back, uh, Feel the Pain is going really strong. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, glad that you guys had him on there. And yeah, just, you know, uh, social media, Chris Giovanni, two eyes always, see Jim hey. Talent. Um, and uh, I just want to leave this disclaimer. If anyone feels pushed or uh, touched by this interview they can always reach out to me as well and i'll explain my experience awesome thank you so much chris yeah thank you so much for coming on the show thank you anybody if you guys want to get in touch with chris you guys have his social media there the links will be below if you want to get in touch with me and willie let's clear the haze at gmail.com is the best way to reach us if you want to come and try to pick our brain or you want to come on the show like sarah um definitely reach out also reach out on instagram clear the haze go and drop us a review everywhere yes, any everywhere. place that you're listening go Wherever drop us a review go listen subscribe all that jazz because we're giving you the best conversations anywhere anywhere so, the best we got the so, best we got so yeah uh, thank you so much chris we appreciate yes. you. you this was season me. three episode yes. 31 we'll we catch out. you on the next one catch ya bye